Another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. That music is the Vanden Arms, and the song is My Football Team's Got Me Drinking. For a better reason. For a better reason this time. We are the Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley, and I've actually got a full studio with me tonight. Yo! <laughs> Not so loud, Robert. <laughs> Not so loud. Um, I've, got, I've got Thad Bell here. I raised my hand in case you couldn't tell. I've got Robert Russert here. Yes, sir. And then we have an old friend has returned. It's me. H. Roast. H. People just know my voice. Maybe. I'm assuming. That's right. You're a big uh, radio famous person now, right? So everyone should Not know quite, your voice. Not quite. <laughs> um, but I guess for those listening that don't know, I have joined Sports Radio 810 WHB. <laughs> Nice. Always got to throw that one in there. She's working on the on the. I'm working off. on yeah. yes. Um, so I will still be doing soccer coverage in addition to Chiefs, Royals, KU, Zoo, K State, all the sports, all the teams, all Kansas City. So wait, they're gonna make you cover KU? I was gonna say you're excited to talk about KU, aren't you? You guys, I will do pretty much whatever I am assigned. So <laughs> um, yeah, I this tiger will be telling some KU stories this year. <laughs> Reluctantly, I'm kidding. I um, I'm very excited, and yeah, I don't. Not no. much else I can say as things are still working themselves out. Well, <laughs> we are very happy for you, and we're yes. proud of you. Very, very, very much. So. Another Blue Testament success story. But we must say, we all knew it was going to happen. But we're very glad it's happening for you so quickly. Yes. 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 <laughs> all right. Just come back once a quarter. <laughs> I'm going to as much as I possibly can. I'm also in a few, uh, I don't know, limbos with career and all sorts of things getting worked out. So it's been a really busy, weird summer. But it's a transitional period. It's very, very transitional. <laughs> but with the, it'll with all the be for mundane the best. career, not the entertaining right. sports. Career. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. With the other, with the, the other involvements, my other pastimes. I guess my full-time <laughs> pastimes. Full-time pastimes. <laughs> Okay, so a three to two win in Seattle against the Sounders on the back of a Felipe Gutierrez brace and a beautiful strike from Eric Hurtado. So we got to talk about this. Is this the That's weirdest season ever? That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> is it, it not? The weirdest season ever. This probably. Is Jimmy Madrondo weird. Yeah. Right. Jimmy Madrondo weird. Yeah, we always say Jimmy Madrondo's the weirdest right. player. This is like that level. Oh, now, now Cody's going to go about the chest thing again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the odd body. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to talk about Felipe. He has been coming into his own again. Maybe not finding that insane form he was in when he first got here, but he's got three goals and an assist in his last four matches. He, you know, there was a story about him coming up with that inspirational video. That's awesome. So he's, you know, he's becoming that guy in the locker room. So is 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 he that guy? Can can he put this team on his back? I'd like to see that video though. I <laughs> yes, would I would like to see that video as yeah, well. They didn't make that public. <laughs> they should have. But put this team on his back. This team isn't really a guy put the team on his back kind of team, though. No, it's not. But in a way, he kind of has, hasn't he? A little bit. With the video, with the um, inspired play. I mean, he, he seemed to care more. The yeah. Ev- yeah, the he- evolution of Felipe, though, just from the beginning of the season, after the, the really tough Champions League run that Sporting had, I talked to him, and he was very – I mean, I talked to like a lot of the players about you know mentally the kind of toll that that mm-hmm. took – on this team individually and as a team. And Felipe was probably one of the most candid about how frustrated he was. And then in addition to, you know, the frustrating run that they had in that tournament to then come back and he felt very, I'm trying to think of the right word, just kind of smothered in MLS play. Other teams had kind of caught on to what he was able to do, what he was able to bring. He felt, 
uh, he couldn't get as creative and, and be successful with it in MLS. And that, you know, that was another frustrating aspect. And he was just, he was angry. And then on top of that, you look at all the injuries and how much of the, of the load he had to carry uh, on the defensive side in that central midfield. It, it was, it was a tough season, but I, I do think he has mentally and physically shown in that last game and, and just all of these other ways that he's evolved this season that he could carry this team going into the playoffs. Yeah, what you just mentioned about you know the the injuries having an impact on his play. I mean, this the way this we talk about this a lot. The way the team's built so hardcore around you know being a machine and following Vermees's system. Mm-hmm. And you know when you lose a guy on the team that does every single part of his job for every second of the ninety minutes in Roger Espinoza, that yeah, like a, a whole bunch of responsibility was was thrust onto him there. And in addition to that too. With Namath starting primarily in that number nine spot, that's not who Felipe was used to playing with last season. He was playing with Rubio, with Kyrie Shelton, or even every now and then Johan, the Swiss Army knife of (laughs) players on this team. So that was an adjustment as well with already so many other adjustments having to be made. Right. Thad, what do you think? You're quiet over there. Where are you at with Felipe? I couldn't get a word in edgewise, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, the friends are reuniting. We had a lot to talk about. The the part about him carrying the team on his back, I think it's more off the field than it is on the field at this point. It's the leadership, the fire, the the doing that video. It's mm-hmm. that leading by example, you know, um, playing hard in practice, all of those things. I think where when you didn't have Roger for so long and so many other people in and out and even when they were in the lineup, they were hurt. I think that's where he's just kind of continued to grow and become the leader as much off the field as it is on. Yeah, I mean, in these situations, you, you got two types of reactions usually from people. They either shrink or they rise. And uh, I think maybe, maybe a number of guys have been challenged this season so far and, and you're hoping that that comes out here in these last, what, we got 11 games left to yes. salvage a playoff spot. Hopefully some of those lessons and some of that rising, you know, all come together and gel. That's the hope. But we've been down that road before, haven't we, with this team well, a couple it, times this year? Because there's, there's been Every like – time they win. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's been a couple like short win streaks. And, you yeah. know, the question was always like, can you uh, build off this confidence and this momentum? And, you know, it's always, oh, yeah, 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 right? Last Gerso, this, uh, just after this last game, said, can you build off of this? You know, give it to, you know, is it confidence there? Is it, you know, rising and all that stuff? And he goes, well, yeah, but he goes, we've done that before and messed it up. I don't remember his exact words. <laughs> but. No, he, I listened to that today. Yeah. And, and he said, for example, the Vancouver win yeah. on the road. And then they turn around and lose two to nothing to FC Dallas at home. Yeah. So he, I think he realizes, and I appreciated his answer a little bit in the sense like, yeah, it's obviously there's a lot of momentum to build, but you can't rely just on that momentum from a win and the high of the win because it's a new game. It's at home. But as we've seen before, Sporting Kansas City this season, especially after being so consistent at home last season, especially they've, they've dropped some easy points. Yeah. That, that high or that momentum, I th- that's like more for fans to think about just because mm-hmm. As a fan, you got to think that they're going to be feeling better and all that. Uh, the, the team should not just be assuming like, yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna now we're now we're back on track. You know, like that's that's I I'm a big fan of the Argentinian national team, and that is just how they, you know, they'll they, they've got Messi, they've got Aguero, they got these players, and it's just they'll win a game, they'll go through all these terrible games, they'll win one. And be like, all right, we're back on track. We got the best <laughs> players in the world. We're we're gonna keep doing it. And yeah. they never do. How's that worked out? God, being a fan of that team is so frustrating. But yeah, we yeah. no, I, and they shouldn't be saying that. They shouldn't be going, oh yeah, we're we're all everything's okay now. But you you do build like you know the more you win, the more confidence you right. have, the the better the passes are. You know, it's like everything starts to work when you have the confidence. It, it's like each thing feeds each other. More yeah. confidence, better play, better play, more confidence. And then the, the exact opposite. So, mm-hmm. I, and I think some of that confidence too comes from those moments in those really great tough wins like Seattle. However, the second half was still far from the form that this team needs to be in to be successful in the playoffs. To let up the goals that they did, and given the lead that they had, that was close. I mean, it 
they could have almost they almost lost those three points and almost walked away with the draw. Man, those but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. But there were still some of those mental lapses defensively. I agree. Which have been the biggest problem that not only Peters talked about, but the players as well. And so with 11 games left in the regular season and while they're pining for a playoff spot, that has to be fixed Saturday. <laughs> which, which, see, I'm kind of kind of my counter my my own argument there a moment ago is I don't think we can put a lot of stock in this one game. Right. Because the players that were there, Seattle missing players, uh, sporting is sometimes a contrarian team where they'll win where they shouldn't and lose where they shouldn't. It's just it's just weird and not even Madranda weird, but just even weirder. Um, <laughs> Hashtag SKC weird. <laughs> so it, I just don't want to put too much stock into yeah. that one win because mm-hmm. if there was what a couple balls off the post from Jordan Morris or somebody right. else, right? And, exactly. You yeah. know, a half inch to one side or the other; those are goals, and it's a four-three loss mm-hmm. and instead of a three-two win. Right. And Melia um, came up huge in like some. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even more so than some of these other games, which, I mean, you can't always rely on your goalkeeper to have what I think he had. I, off the top of my head, can remember four, like, incredible yeah. saves. Yeah, I mean, that's not the the norm, really, in MLS. So it, I just don't want to put too much stock into it because it's still not a great performance. It was a gritty performance. They went out, they went and won. They did the right mm-hmm. thing. It, it bodes well if, for a team that will probably finish mm-hmm. sixth or seventh in the if they make yeah. the playoffs and have to f- play on the road every single game in order to mm-hmm. make it anywhere, that's that bodes well. That's right. a good thing. But they still need to come do it at home. Uh, you know, they were this team is supposed to be built on possession. Fontes was out there, Zusi, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and they gave up like I mean, it was like thirty-five to sixty-five possession wise, yeah. something like that. I mean, I know part of that was because they were in the lead for a good chunk of it right. on the road, but. They weren't themselves. Mm-hmm. They got a win. That's great. But yeah. Yeah. It was more need- of like promising moments and like promising performances by individual players than it was as as like a promising overall game from sporting. Yeah, and one of the temptations is, is oh, Hurtado, he's the answer up front now. What what are our thoughts on that? Yes, that is one of the things we want we're gonna get into here. Hurtado versus Namath. Namath is out this week, we think. Well, He's not practicing. He didn't practice today, Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. He didn't practice Tuesday. I don't know about Wednesday. Okay. Just being clear. <laughs> being clear. Okay, thank you. Uh, so where where are all of you guys at? on If Namath is healthy, would you give Hurtado another look after after last week? Well, you have to, right? You have to. I, that, yeah. The goal was beautiful. Every yeah. part of that goal was beautiful. His work rate was good. His speed, you know, it just brings a different element to things. But was he playing out there in, because it was turf? Was he playing, you know, faster game? You know, was it a tactical decision? And the injury was a facade. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But no, there are other guys who could have played there, not yeah. Hurtado. <laughs> and yeah. if Nemo wasn't hurt, he would have been in the lineup. And just not starting, if that was the right. reason. Because, uh, I mean, I think that's why Russell didn't start, was it was mm-hmm. turf and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know... It, why why injure him on stupid yeah. turf if if he can not have him play for a ton? So I think that's why. But for Hurtado, I mean, let him go out there and be a wrecking ball. And he has the Dom and Kyrie qualities that and this team is lacking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> little. He's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, he's just not that polished, like hold the ball up Nemo kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But you have to get the ball up there to Nemo. He's not yeah. great at coming back for it. Mm-hmm. Where that's where Kai Kyrie could do it, Rubio could do it, that sort of thing. So he, he's he was kind of fun. I mean, and it adds another speed guy up front with right. Terso. Well, don't you yeah. also think that that allows for a player like Felipe to be more successful and not have to carry so much of the weight in the midfield and right. potentially why he was able to be so successful when and again Kyrie was probably the most slept on player this team has ever had and and. Peter always emphasized it. We always advocated for him a lot 
Not not every time. Yeah, we, we he were, still could have scored a lot more, and we <laughs> will acknowledge that. We are not saying that he was the perfect number nine for this team. But this pod God, was no. very But was we were very, very pro. pro Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that has to do with just the way that this team works offensively. Right. Results matter. Results not matter. always goals for one individual. Results for the team exactly. matters more than results for one person. And that hold-up play, that strength, and that physical presence in that number nine role allows for players like Gerso to have more opportunity, like Daniel Shallowy if he ever can score again Johnny Russell <laughs> and then also allows for Felipe Gutierrez to not have to carry so much defensive weight in the midfield because a player like Namath isn't checking back as often so I mean if we're looking at this well-oiled machine and what parts make that well-oiled machine <laughs> churn out some results it may be a player in that number nine role with the the surrounding team someone that's more like a Hurtado Okay, now Hurtado worked best because this was a team that they were never. Um, this was a game where Sporting was never going to dominate possession. Mm-hmm. Okay, they might. I would have liked it to have been a lot closer to 50-50, yeah. but they were never going to dominate possession. It was not going to be a ton of build up and and playing in the other half like we've seen Sporting do mm-hmm. quite so often. If that's the case, say at home against uh, Salt Lake, right? Sporting would be expected to carry the the possession and the play and all that. That may not be a Hurtado game. That might be a Nemo game if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, yeah, and it was kind of like last season with you know Rubio and Shelton being interchangeable in that in that role, and even Daniel Shallowy getting looks there as well last season. Again, the the role for Namath there was a lot bigger in terms of what Vermees was looking for as you know for the long term. But I don't know. I it makes me wonder. I'd like to see Hurtado in that role uh, in a game where it is more dependent on possession because with that physical presence, maybe the possession isn't necessarily being controlled by him, but I don't think that Christian Namath has necessarily been, I mean, even in the games that Sporting's out-possessed, not all of them have ended in, in even a draw. So He's pretty much disappeared since he got that red card. Hmm. I don't what think do Nemo's think? done anything since he got that red yeah. card. I'd have to look that up to be very specific, but yeah. it no, seems that like... Feels, that feels right. Like, he got that one red card, which was just... Mm-hmm. The extra suspension, which was probably not as just, mm-hmm. but right. anyway, I don't think he's done anything since then except pout and and kick the and kick the post after missing a chance. Yeah. Well, back to Hurtado a little bit. Um, and all you guys have played, you might feel this too. But sometimes when you get a player on the field who just plays a little bit differently, it can be freeing. You know the traits that Hurtado brings. And I don't know if you guys notice it so much, but there were a number of really strong inner midfield inner uh changes uh passing dynamics that were going oh, on with Felhaber, Ilie and uh Felipe and up front even Shaoli got involved Felipe's yeah. goal was one of those just yeah. beautiful interchanges yeah. Yeah. Talking about right in the midfield Seth to Shaoli back right. to Seth mm-hmm. to Felipe one touches yeah. Which yeah. D- 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 and you know it broke every line at that point mm-hmm. with allowing Felipe to run in and it was a beautiful goals to slot to the back post i mean it was mm-hmm. beautifully done but it took that nice one touch passing to yeah. do it. Yeah. Which I mean Rogers the starter in midfield. Yeah. But Phil Haber and them they worked well and I don't know if that was a Hurtado influence in a sense, opening more space. I don't know. But mm-hmm. which is funny because Vermees has said, you know, Namath is a player who plays between the lines and, and is able to right. and That's to create true. these passing channels that wouldn't otherwise be open. However however, if anything, I think in in recent games especially those passing channels seem to be more off than usual. And a lot of the chances being created offensively are coming from like Gerso and just the disruptions that he's been able to make uh, on opposing defenses. Yeah. Just on, uh, on Benny really quick. It was, he did have a good game mm-hmm. and that was good to see because he was having some very poor showings and yeah. it was getting frustrating and it was, you know, is, that's is, why he was sat for a while. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that, that was good to see that, that all that was clicking and that, he, you know, he can still be worthy of a, of a sub for Roger or whoever. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and at this point, Benny really doesn't need to be starting. I mean, uh, except spot starts. Okay. I mean, I love Benny. He's when he's great, he's great. And he's a great interview and everything else. And he says his mind, but it's just, he's just to this point in his career where he needs to be the, the guy, the guy on the bench, the spot start and the, the depth, which hopefully, I mean, I love Benny, but probably doesn't need to be here next year. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, after the break, we're going to talk about another injury replacement that Vermees was forced into. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. All right. Okay, so one more talking point from the Seattle win. And this is one that I'm especially interested in. Andreu Fontes started that one. Didn't have the best game, but it seemed... I, I just wanted to talk about this because people seem to act like he's just like a lost cause. What a, what a miserable signing that was. Why is he on the team? He should never start. He's so slow. And I I am not there at all. I'm not sure that he has been that bad. The goal that made him look really bad was that first one right at the beginning of the second half. And that was just a beautiful pass from Ladero. It just went right in front of his feet. Agreed. It was perfectly weighted. And it did. It made him look bad. But I, did, I wanted to talk about the two of them. Are you guys as low on Fontas as seemingly so many others are? Bob? I mean, obviously, the whole intent was possession. And I think he definitely brings that. Uh, defensively, he's not the only man on the field. So I don't think we can fault him distinctly on every single one of these goals, even though he may be the one that looks bad. So that's that's my take on that. I'm lower on the two wingbacks than I am on the two central defenders. Yeah, same here. I don't think that, like, I think a lot of the failures are coming from there and not as much from the middle. You're saying other teams like to pick on Graham, Zuzi, and Sesanovic? Is that what you're saying? They target what? them? Uh, 100%. <laughs> no. Maybe? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. There might be a reason, there might be a reason why. Um, Maybe. Okay. I even heard uh, during the broadcast, I think this was the, the Seattle game, that the, you know, the announcers were like, well, we were talking oh, we, to the team. Yeah. You know, the sideline reporter yeah. was like said, I, I want to say they brought it up like five times mm-hmm. that the Seattle bench was saying, Take it down the wings. Target Sasanovic. <laughs> I, I, I remember them saying Zussi. I thought yeah. they were yeah. referring to Zussi specifically. Yep. I remember them saying Zussi too. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's definitely I think the issue there. And you don't even need to watch tape to know that. Like I, that's just a known thing with Sporting Kansas City this season. It's not like this new revelation that teams are making. Like that is now. Well, it has been for seasons. Yeah. 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 The way we but, play. But this season, split those backs and to exploit that space. But yeah. this season, especially teams are becoming more and more successful with it. I mean, if you just look at some of the giveaways. Well, that's because Ico Parra is not here. (laughs) (laughs) Bob's never going to drop Ico Parra. I know. Sorry, Allie. It's okay. (laughs) All right. So since everybody seems to be liking Fontas out of those three, I'm going to go against him for just a moment. He is slow. Of course. He is. He is slow. He's slow. I think Fontas is a fine center back. If you have speed somewhere else on the back line, mm-hmm. which is what Rodney frickin Wallace was supposed to be. Mm-hmm, yeah, right? and, and what Zussi, Sinovic, and Beesler all lack. <laughs> and Lindsay <laughs> can also have done. So mm-hmm. Lindsay's and Wallace's injuries probably doomed Fontas to look bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Beesler is faster than what everybody gives him credit for. He actually is not that slow, mm-hmm. but he's also, you know, on the wrong side of 30 at this point. Right. To be fast, and not, he's not old. Okay, right. he no, could play I, I another. That was just a really funny he could play another seven years. Okay, and still be a great center back, but you just slow down a little bit. You lose a ha- you know a yeah. little bit of a step every single year, mm-hmm. and that's where we're at. If you had Wallace on one side with supposedly his speed, I don't know if he's as fast as what they thought he was. Martin's is supposed to be pretty fast, so that you can have somebody that can recover, and you kind of leave everything un, you know unbalanced. One guy goes up, or you know whatever, but you just have to have that ability. I think mm-hmm. Fontas actually, like one spot he was at in the game was he was too far up, and him and Gutierrez um, ended up running into or being too much in each other's space, and that was that second goal, right? Yeah, that was. Uh, 
I would love to see Fontas as a replacement for Ilya. Not saying he would be better than Ilya, but just if you were going to pull like a, a double pivot in the back, you know, as a, a two to fit two D mids, mm-hmm. play them there with Beesler and Botan behind them or Smith or whoever. And that would probably be a really nice defensive passing. Yeah. That- it would also add some much needed height Yeah, in that area. And, you know, Ilya, we could go on and on about all of the great things that he does and, and helping the team stay connected and just as the glue really for like all of their possession and whatever else. Um, but I think if there's one thing we can all agree on, it's Ilya doesn't bring the physical presence right. um, mm-hmm. that oftentimes that position might call for. But but his intelligence and his positioning could bring the guy mm-hmm. to Fontas and yeah. his he could hell just stand there and be a really right. strong orange cone. But uh, but then when he wins the ball, they can play off of each other. Mm-hmm. You would still have Beesler, Botan, Zusi around him for mm-hmm. all the passing triangles, quadrilaterals, pentagonals, yeah. whatever, right? And sure. Yeah. Geometry. 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 I was just about to say. I just I kind of got math. lost there. Um, but you would have all those passing lines and guys who could make the good passes. Yeah. I'd like to see that. So you'd you. take what would the midfield be again? In this particular case, it, it, this is this would be more of a you need to be more defensive because you're going against a better team mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. later in the game. In the playoffs away at Atlanta. <sighs> yeah, that sort of thing. Um, but Fontas and Ilya as the D-mids and then Felipe as the 10. Uh-huh, okay. Or whoever, whoever's, whoever's healthy. All right, final thoughts on the win in Seattle. No. I, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just out of, I don't put total a lot of stock in the whole Audi index thing because I know Cody loves it. I have to bring it up every once in a while. But if you look, Fontos was actually pretty well highly rated in that game. And a couple of the other places that I looked, one of them being who, who scored, he was actually highly rated in that game. I know it's pretty much off of passes completed and things right. like that. Stat uh, line. But it does at least show that he's not the worthless person out there that a lot of people think he is. He just has one issue, and a lot of other people can't cover that one issue. So, I believe of all the Barcelona-related players, he got the most playing time with Barcelona, did he not? I mean, that's got to say something, right? Yeah. <laughs> with yep. the actual first team. <laughs> exactly. And But, again, there they have speedy wingbacks. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, this and is every case, sure. So it's, that's, where, that's what sporting should have had this year. Right. Which hopefully Martins is that fast kind of guy. I did ask Gerso who was faster. He goes, oh, me. Yeah. Well, of course. Okay. Which, like, if Gerso's faster, that would still make him pretty fast. <laughs> so. fast. Yeah, he could still be really fast. Still be really fast. Uh, Barcelona guys, Yuri was a Barcelona guy, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yuri Yuri has to win that playtime battle, I think. With the first team? Really? No. Not with the first team. Yuri Roselle was a starter for, like, more than one year, wasn't he? With Sporting. Yeah. We're talking, I'm about, talking Barcelona. about Barcelona's oh, first team. Oh, okay. The yeah. actual Bar- Barcelona's like... first team. <laughs> yeah. Fontas actually played for Barcelona's right. yes. first team. <laughs> and that's why Zlatan remembered him in that very adorable moment in the in the mm-hmm. tunnel. <laughs> adorable. Okay, now moving along. Real Salt Lake, another game against Real Salt Lake. Who bastards. They are in sixth place with 34 points. Coming off a three to one win over NYCFC, and honestly, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Mike Petke. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Let's hear it, Cody. Let's so open up that can of worms. He was suspended for three games by the league, right? And then the team RSL has also suspended him for two weeks for being involved with the team in any way. Is that an addition to the three? That's that's how I understood it, but I could be wrong. Because th- this is one of those questions I have: is like when they're suspended, when a coach is suspended for three games by the league, does that mean they can't coach for that, or they can just not be at the game? Yeah, we have had this this exact conversation, and I don't think we ever found an answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, they can't be at the game, or they can't be on the bench. But I mean, I've seen p- coaches who were suspended be in the booth upstairs. Right. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Probably communicating with downstairs. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, yes. I think I think that means RSL themselves have added another 
something else on top of this to get him away from the team entirely. Well, he's never been a fiery type of guy, so I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's More interesting. That's what's yeah. interesting about all this. You know, the reason that so many people, even sporting Kansas City fans who hate Real Salt Lake and everything about them, have respected Petke and his bluntness and, you know, mm-hmm. the way he, you know, goes about that. Yeah. So it's the reason so many people liked him has now gotten him into trouble. And I've even seen, you know, it could just be random or weird people on Twitter, but I've I've seen people, you know, wondering if he should be fired or if he can come back from this. Well, the ran- the bluntness that he had, which we kind of appreciated, you know, the hand him out, Trey, where's my damn printer is broken, yeah, know, that's all this a- type of stuff, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that stuff... I appreciate it. I mean, I I could I'm I'm good with that. You know, it makes for great interviews. It makes for entertainment. It's he's he's sticking up for his team. You know, same thing Vermees will do once in a while with lambasting referees and stuff. I'm I'm good with that. Okay, but what he did in this particular case was, if what we've all heard and the word he used and went out of his way to write it on a sign or hold up a sign in a tunnel to referees and that's not okay. Yeah, that's just that's childish. That's beyond childish. That's not okay. So I found details for of the suspension. What do you got, so, stats and info? Uh, this is stats and info. Ali Trost <laughs> here. Uh, so he was handed a multi-game suspension by Major League Soccer. So he will miss a total of three games and also be fined $25,000. The suspension, which started last Saturday against FC Dallas, will extend to a home game this Saturday against New York City FC and a road game August 10th against Sporting Kansas City. So this will be his last game suspended However, that did not suspend him from team-related activities. That's where the RSL suspension came in. So in addition to those three games, RSL suspended Petke from all club activities. So technically for this period of time. Um, he should not have even been at practice coaching. No. Right. He in two weeks suspended – or RSL gave him a two-week suspension without pay. And so, – Ordered him to attend anger management classes. (laughs) (laughs) That literally reminds, like, this reminds me of The Office when, like, Andy punches the hole in the wall and was like, ah, like, goes nuts and has to go take anger management. Like, well, like, we don't all have to do that at some point. Oh, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, Uh, that whole story was like, when I saw that, I was like, what? Really? Anna says he has to write some apology letters also. Mm. So that's good. Okay. In anger management class. (laughs) Probably a hundred times on a chalkboard. Don't think he'll be at RSL the end of the season. I'm just saying. No. What if they they make a playoff run? Hmm. They won't, because Sporting Kansas City are going to win this game (laughs) and come close to leapfrogging them. Uh, Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say he's not going to be at RSL because I I think that a lot of it just really depends on how sincerely he takes to that stuff. Mm, Breaking news: Kellen Rowe just got traded to Real Salt Lake in exchange for seventy-five thousand in. Uh, target allocation money and an international roster spot per source. Way to go, Allie. minutes ago. Nice. International roster spot for Martins, right? Woo, 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 woo. It, won't, it won't be breaking Didn't we news. have to have one for him? For who? Mm-hmm. Martins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Well, there was a lot of theory on how that, I mean, we were, I was yeah, going right. to bring that up at the end of this pod, like yeah. how we are going to do yeah. that. But well, okay. Well, breaking news, Rowe. not really. Too- glad to have you so long. Good riddance. Well, even Tom, though you're a nice Tom guy. Tom lost his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Tuesday was a lot of fun, damn it. I'm sad. <laughs> no it's a very darts. good cook. <laughs> kind of a dart reunion. And so, yeah, he's so oh, he's is, still in town, though. He's with RSL. Is he so. going to be available for this game uh, on the uh, opposing team? I hope. I'm not sure. Well, I do I'm know just from, like, sure conversations um, I've had with him when he even, you know, came to Kansas City. He's from the West Coast. Right. And I know that he eventually wanted to get back there. No, so closer. he's getting he's closer. Inching he's his inching his way back there. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's physically closer, but like physically. farther away, like historically. <laughs> yes, that's true. And that's mentally, true. yes. Yeah, well. So Thanks I don't know. That, though, I don't that's know cool. if that will be his uh, desired landing spot, but. <laughs> well, thanks for all your play in Kansas City, <laughs> Kellen. Yeah, and and again, Kellen's a hell of a nice guy. I he think is. he's just not had a chance. He's had his chances, but he's not taken them. I don't think that that is ind- indicative of how good he can play. Mm-hmm. So he might just need to settle for a year in some place and he might be kicking somebody's ass in next year or taking yeah. a spot. So And we can't ignore the fact that I mean, could you pick a worse year to come into sporting and yeah, have no to kidding. immediately make an impact after playing with another club for your entire career? Like yeah. it wasn't necessarily necessarily the easiest spot, but 
but yeah. it was a little bit of a disappointment yes. in what he was expected I, to do. I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. But so Kellen to them for seventy five thousand and a spot, mm-hmm. international spot. Yes. I'm just making yes, sure yes, I got that yes, right. Yes. So we didn't give the seventy five thousand. We got seventy five thousand. Right. Yes, in exchange for seventy five thousand in Tam and an international roster spot. Yay. Tam's Me. just Tam's just fake money anyway. It's all right. Garber bucks. <laughs> so what should we talk about in the game? Do we have any thoughts on this game specifically? I don't know. I honestly I haven't been well, following I mean, Helen the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The obvious thing, are are we getting to the point where, you know, it, this is a must win, right? Aren't they it's all? home. It's against a team that's above us in the standings. It, it's a must-win, right? Well, I mean, you, we got eleven games. We left. have eleven games left, and, and, and I've got and, a lot of meaningless stats related to that. But you know, and I don't think they're that meaningless really. But and they're five points below the line right now. Well, technically six if they want to be in that playoff spot above that last team. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But it's not just six points. It's three teams they have to hurdle over. Is the bigger thing. Right. It's easy to say six points, but your three teams you have to go over. And, and how many of those do they play? Uh, they well, play Houston once. They play Portland twice. And they play FC Dallas once last game of the season. Well, RSL is, you know, could be one of the teams in that mix too. They're in six. Oh, definitely. And just and just six points ahead of sporting right now. So Right, yeah. So how yes. many for sure. Huge how many game. points do they need? How many points do you think? I mean, I'm asking this to everybody. How many points, how many wins, how many does sporting need in oh, order to assure a spot? That's 33 points available. Doable. Doable. Okay, but how many points do they need? That was the question. Oh. What do you think? Oh. Yes, listen in school, Cody. I'm producing. Okay. 20? 20 out of 33. That's that was, six home wins and two road ties. One way to look at it. Will that be enough, though? That's the question. That's the thing that's hard because <laughs> it's dependent on you know how other teams right. in the West do. So exactly. If, but if LAFC, you know, drops the ball and loses some like you know if like teams are that are no, they're only ranked, ahead by fourteen points right now <laughs> to the second place team. <laughs> they could lose their they last could lose eleven. Their last eleven. They could. I, You're anything right. can happen. <laughs> no, I mean, but if, but more importantly, if the teams that are kind of right there in the middle start dropping some points, Sporting, I think it's doable. It's just like, will it happen? They have to really rely on either themselves coming together and getting all of those points. Or we're just hoping that teams start to drop the ball. Go back to the original question. Isn't this a must win? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, just how we were talking earlier, they every time they win a game, we think, oh, this is the start of it. Mm. And if if this wasn't the start of it and they do drop this one, then that will be that will be tough. That would be a gut punch. Yeah, for sure. I mean they win this one, they're at thirty one, which puts them three behind RSL. Uh, who knows what Dallas does this weekend? So I mean, that's a lot better picture than drawing or losing and going down um, nine to RSL or staying as is. So not mathematically must win, right? But you know, not all must wins are. This this is definitely a huge game that they need to that they need to get all three from. Then, not just because it's gross RSL. Let's see. Sporting has a game in hand on Dallas. Port. Portland though has a game in hand on Sporting, so that Sporting really needs to win every game against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else is pretty, is even with twenty three games played that matter. I mean, Vancouver's below with twenty five. Yeah, it's only FC Dallas that has one in hand. Yeah, right. So, or we have one in hand on them. Right. So it's it's pretty even. So pretty much every game matters, even more at this point. And, you know, it's the teams we have to hurdle over. They're the Houston's, Portland, Dallas's teams that have been in this fight before. It ain't going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, man, the finish to an MLS season never never is easy. Always exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the lineup for Saturday is when this match is. And as always, we go through the predict the lineup from our readers on thebluetestament.com. Uh, so... At keeper, surprisingly, never happened on this podcast. One hundred percent of the vote goes to Tim Melia. After yeah. that last performance, yeah, not a huge surprise. <laughs> First yeah. time ever on the show, hundred percent. 
Um, and then the top vote getters at defense are Beesler, Barat, Sinovic, and Zusi. Although we don't think Barat is going to be able to play. No, we're he's not running that. this thing. Who who didn't who didn't take Barat out of the lineup? No, he's not out for this weekend yet. I mean, he's not yet. Okay. Right, yeah, he's he did not practice on Tuesday. Battling a back injury, was that right? Back injury, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And Fontes. Can I interject with like yeah. a? Interject all you want. That's why you're it here. literally is like Peter Piper. It's like Baton Barat back into <laughs> like it's like. <laughs> I love a good alliteration. I same the cocaine of writing, but <laughs> the cocaine of writing. <laughs> I had a professor talk never about heard that it one that time. way before. Okay, uh, never heard that either. I like it though. I also had kind of a crazy copywriter teacher, so that's why. Okay, sounds go like back. Yeah, another alliteration. Meaningless like interjection. A crazy copywriting teacher. Um, so, also, Hassler and Fontes both have a hefty number of votes. We were just talking about Zussi struggling. I'm still on Team Hassler to start. Zussi was not actually bad this last game, though. No, he wasn't. He was, I mean, he was actually pretty good. He was actually decent in the All-Star game, but yeah. Yeah, yeah the All-Star game was his best one in a while. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, no, in this last game, he wasn't bad at all. He, I mean, I thought he played actually pretty well. The passing was good. The defense was not bad. None of the mistakes that happened were really his. And I mean, I think he got beat on one major cross, but I mean, he got beat legit. I mean, it wasn't a bad defensive play. So, and in the midfield, top vote getters: Gutierrez, Sanchez, and Espinoza. the The midfield is back. Our three go tos, and those are far and away the votes. Busio's got a couple. Fellhaber's got a couple. Rogan, eh? Oh, sorry. Absolutely zero for <laughs> Kellen Rowe. <laughs> yeah, he must have been expendable. Maybe that's why he was traded. I don't yeah, know. Right? Like, yeah. Even Zussi got a vote. Zussi got a vote <laughs> in the midfield. Um, Juan Cusain also got one, too. And as always, Crosse got one in multiple positions on there. So. Um, and then wingers, Gerso and Russell, far and away the top vote getters. Shallowy's got a few. Not much. I don't. He's not inspiring much confidence in anyone at the moment. Is zero it, goals and zero assists. Yeah, still goalless in MLS, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Krause got some votes there. People like seeing him on the field still. But hey, you know, I wouldn't. I would love to see a Gerso, Hurtado, Russell front line. I mean, that's yeah. three guys that are gonna go at you. Speed. You know, Russell doesn't have as much speed as the other two, obviously. But I'd love to see those three up there just getting aggressive, just going right at teams. Yep. That 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 I, that's what I'm looking forward to at this point is just all that speed and aggressiveness and uh, one on one ability. Yeah, yeah. It, going back to Crosse being voted in for every damn position. I hope at like some point that Peter, like if there's a game that doesn't matter anymore, Peter just plays him at every single spot in the game. Like, moves <laughs> yeah, him around, move, like every five around. minutes, move, move. Then Crosse's head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> just to say, like we had a player that did it at all positions. <laughs> so last spot would be in goal. Yeah. In the, in, and I feel like he'd actually kind of be good at it. In stoppage time. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, be a, he'd be a sweeper keeper. Yeah, for sure. He's due to do something special. He hasn't done something special for a while. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He pulls one out every now and then, and that, that could be it, yeah. And then at center forward, the question, Eric Hurtado versus Christian Namath. Hurtado, far and away. 67 to 10, <laughs> to be exact. So yeah. 87% going to Eric Hurtado and only... A measly 13% going to. Well, Vermees always likes to go with the hot hand and the confidence, and that's what Hurtado's got. Hey. Yeah. Got the way. What is it? Again, the waves. He's bringing the waves deeper than the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> right. He's riding yeah. the wave into this game. We discussed that before the pod, didn't we? We you did. Need, you yeah. need to figure that surfer ingredient out, though. Some, how, how you throw that in there. There's a storyline there somewhere. <laughs> we're going we're to dig it up. We're going to yeah. ride that wave. He, he, as, he likes to go at defenses like waves of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that's what he mm. said in uh, – yeah, we this were week's interview. We were mocking him a bit. <laughs> the the deep, the very deep Eric Hurtado. <laughs> hey, whatever analogy like gets you going, use it. That's fine with me. If go. he if his if alter works. ego is like Johnny Tsunami surfer guy, then you know what? So be it. He's kind of got the look. He's got the hair. He does. He does. You could plop him on any beach with a surfboard and people would believe it. Oh yeah. Call up Rip Curl. Get him a sponsorship. I could see him doing doing that thing and saying hang ten. I could see it. Okay, next time I talk to him, I'll have to try to get that. Why do I why do I now picture him, Gerso, and who would be the third component? Him, on the beach? 
Yeah, on the beach in Madronda. Oh, Zuzi. what a ch- beach Zuzi. trio yeah. that would Zuzi's be. Zuzi's a beach Zuzi? guy. Zuzi? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Oh, he'd be like meditating right. in a ca- cabana yeah, exactly. next to the beach. Yeah, exactly. He'd be doing yoga on the on the beach. <laughs> he'd be like he'd be meditating. Jerso Madronda and he'd be like downward dogging. He'd be like muscled too a little bit. Uh, he would come in there, kind of make a cameo. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. but it didn't have yeah. to be in short. The movie that is yeah. like the sporting ca- sporting surfers. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'll think of a title. R- R- Russell's cameo would have to be short though, because he had sunburn like twelve seconds. Exactly. Yeah, yeah right. that's true. <laughs> but he'd have something damn funny to say. <laughs> oh, maybe Felipe, man. Felipe, you think, huh? Maybe. He'd be in the background playing with his kids, teaching them how to surf or something. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like the surf instructor that lives on the island with his family. <laughs> Roger, would be I, there guys, taking I have a, pictures. quite the story I'm writing in my brain. <laughs> Who? Roger would be there taking pictures. <laughs> oh, Ro- no, grade. Roger with his, like, new blonde do. Yeah. He's like which, the... Which, mm, earlier you said Johan hasn't done anything spectacular for a while. That's what he's done is he's infected Roger's head. <laughs> exactly. They're different, though, aren't they? <laughs> Croze went gray. You're Roger's right. they are just different. straight blonde, I think, right? He, he straight bleached his hair. I'm going <laughs> to just bleach my hair. That's what everyone's doing. No, you're not, Alan. And don't, don't take this as, as we're giving support to the hairstyle for Roger. I'm not a fan of it. Me neither. I'm, I'm still not I'm still let that hair grow out again. Let's see the crazy Roger. <laughs> yes. Then he can then he can have a, a primary spot in the, the surf movie. Okay. Only if he grows his hair out. <laughs> well, Johan was actually like red for a week. Was it red? Johan has changed his hair color this season more times than per, like Peter Vermees has put him in a new position. Like every change in position that he has per game, I think he gets a new hairstyle <laughs> for. For the record, we go to the same fancy hairstylist place in Westport. It's very trendy. You and me and me and Krause. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Seen him there a few times. All right then. Okay. Getting yeah. his getting his gray okay. read. We're gonna see Cody with like bleach blonde hair this weekend. So the ginger is no more. Cody's going blonde. Man, I did it. I do did it, it, Cody. I did do it as it. a little kid. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Frosted tips back in the oh day. Oh my god. Oh my god. Were you a Backstreet Boy? Yeah, I was. I was obsessed with Backstreet Boys in sync. I was. I was all about. Probably that. looked like a melted creamsicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had. I had such light hair anyway. You like couldn't really like see it. It was pointless a entirely. It was more for like knowing that you did it. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at my cool maybe, hair. Maybe we convince Camden Riley to do it. Oh man. The places we go on this podcast, I love it. <laughs> if you can fit, cream- only when all four of us are together, though. Right. Damn it! If you can fit creamsicle into a podcast, <laughs> you've done you've something done- right. <laughs> a melted creamsicle. A melted. Cream- yeah, we've inspired a. Uh, we've inspired a sporting Kansas City theme surf movie. So it's gonna happen. I'm already. I'm written part one in my head. So. <laughs> Have you? Okay. Yeah. This. I mean, this would be a I'm like a, a good little parody satire story there to do. Yeah. Allie, you're up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to draft Vermees, the first copy. I'm going to run it by Peter. He's going to be like, this is garbage. Get Vermees could be like the retired <laughs> Hall of Fame surfer dude that all the women are still, you know, hot for. Well, no, you know, he, he like, no, he's still like really, cameo. really good at surfing and no one can beat him. <laughs> right. He's like the legendary, and he like has weird like muju juju powers or something. <laughs> the, the movie's just writing know. itself it at is. this point. Did, did you see the, the little video they put out on Twitter the other day of the coaches? Yeah, that was awesome. Carrie like popped one way up high to Zorn, and they like he just settled it right there. I mean, it was like a was, very nice touch. And then he did one to Peter, who like just I mean, it was just those guys still got have it. it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking those I was three. Thoroughly impressed by that. I'd like to see like a little three on three tournament with those three against the team. Yeah. All right, guys. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC. Join us at thebluetestament.com. Leave us a comment. Tell us how great the podcast is with Allie back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we get out of here, let's do some predictions for this weekend. Bad Bell. 3-2 sporting. Another Uh, (laughs) 3-2. With a uh, own goal from Kellen Rowe. He loves his own goals. (laughs) I'm going to say 3-2 Sporting Kansas City with an own goal from Matt or not Matt Beasler, <laughs> Nick Beasler, Nick Beasler, oh, okay. <laughs> Nick Beasler, yes, uh-huh. own, own goal from Nick Beasler. Um, okay, three to one, Sporting Kansas City. Okay, I'm going to say one to zero, and the goal will come. Sporting will win. The goal will come from Johan. I was going to say no one from way that. outside the box. <laughs> And it'll be an extra time with 10 seconds remaining. Well, at least she didn't go with Shall We. Oh, okay. I know better than that. 
no. I, I I will say I do hope that Shallowy can just get whatever goal it is. It can be the weirdest goal, hit off his stomach, shoulder. He just needs to to get, get the first one a damn out of the way. Goal. Get, Let's say it. Get a damn goal. Get a damn goal. <laughs> you don't know how many people I've heard say that. Like it doesn't matter. He just needs it to have something bounce off his ass and go in, and yeah. he'll like get some confidence and like start yeah. going to. Because now it's yeah. like cursed. Now he's afraid to take the chances, and yes. he's he's getting the Hallisey syndrome. Yeah, Jossie's artist scored off of his face when he knew nothing about it and then scored a beautiful goal like a few minutes later for the national team so that's probably because he was still concussed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and half unconscious we need we need him to be out of his mind to play well for the national team <laughs> okay any final thoughts yeah since Ali's so famous now or getting on the road to being famous i think we need a fundraiser maybe a fund me to keep her on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> incentive <laughs> yeah, everyone else does those for ridiculous reasons. Exactly. <laughs> You're saying that'd be ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. So what, what would it take, like alcohol? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> tacos, apparently. Tacos and darts. We'd have okay. to... Kellen Rowe tacos. Uh-oh. We'd have to renegotiate her contract with A-10, I think, is how that would work. <laughs> wow. Things are in the works. I the don't works. really know. <laughs> and again, congrats, Allie. Every, we wish you all the best. Do everything you can. We are proud of you. We miss you when you're not here, but you still have to come back at least once in a while. Thad getting, getting so emotional. Oh. It's getting real at the end, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Covering this team and getting to cover sports in Kansas City is one of the greatest things I've enjoyed doing part-time and doing you know the last couple of years, and I'm excited to expand my role and my coverage. So thank you all and the blue testament community for making it so much fun all right is everyone going to be at the game i will not be at the game i I will be be in i will not be at the game i'll be in indianapolis chief season man i gotta start working all the chiefs games preseason game that night so yeah my assignment uh was sporting this weekend which i'm thrilled about so i will be there i will not be at the chiefs preseason game i will be covering sporting versus ours all right heard somebody say something about like preseason games this weekend i was like what yeah, that's crazy. yeah. It's it's absurd. I don't know well, where my life is going. Chief is. season's already starting again, which was so fast. But the preseason game, you're not even like Patrick Mahomes is playing. Yeah, like two snaps maybe. Yeah. So, but it'll still probably be filled. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good final thought there from that. <laughs> that was that was my enthusiasm for that the Chiefs. That was prophetic. Final. That was all the enthusiasm I can garner. All right, guys, rivalry game this weekend. We'll see you out there. Go sporting. Yeah.